Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by 3M, PPG, and Breakthrough Academy. Welcome to Paint Ed Live. It is Torlando, your host. I threw in live. I've never said that before. This is just Paint Ed. This isn't live. This is recorded. <laughs> but you know what? I got a special show for you today because I am presenting my, my what is it? What is it called? My masterclass? No, my workshop, my sprint workshop. Okay. I have been going on tour. I've been on tour and uh, I was recording some of these events and I was live in Phoenix uh, last week, presented it to a group of uh, wonderful contractors, um, great people, fun group. And I wanted to share that event with you. So I recorded the audio of that event. I'm talking about Sprint OS. Uh, I've, I've you know, given everybody nods to my book that is available on uh, Amazon. And this is the presentation that goes along with the book. And so um, this is actually a two-parter that I'm really excited to share with you. So part one, we're going to be talking about Sprint. Part two, which I'll release next week, is all about building your crew. So I'm really excited for this show. Um, let's see here. Do I, do I need to do any announcements today? Maybe, maybe I should do a little couple of announcements. Uh, well, shoot, you know, don't forget about PC Overdrive. Are you listening to this on PC Overdrive? Or are you listening to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts? Where are you listening to it? Go check out PC Overdrive, where we've got 500 hours of video content, $5.99 a month, $5.99 a month for non-members, free with your PC membership. Um, if you are also, I would say, if you are at a point in your business where you need to start hiring people, I recommend going to PCA and checking out the job board. You can post a job. You can post a job for $49. It'll go to the job listings there. But if you back it up with Viva HR, that job posting will go out to over 60 job boards. And I can tell you that since I've been using Viva HR, I've received thousands of applications. Okay, thousands is maybe I'm being a little grandiose there, but it's definitely over a thousand. It's definitely over a thousand applications. Um, plenty of plenty of solid candidates out there. Uh, go to pcapainted.org to check that out. All right, let's let's jump into the show. Uh, I had a lot of fun, and uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Well, we are dedicated in the PCA to providing educational resources for contractors specifically to help us all elevate our business and to be more professional. I'm sure that you guys look at some of those other trades that are out there, you know, some of those HVAC guys and, you know, sometimes those roofing guys, and they have some really polished systems, really professional companies out there. They're running, I mean, how you got what's the biggest painting company in, in Phoenix that everybody knows? Biggest what's the biggest one? Huh? Arizona Painting Company. I've heard of those folks. Yeah. They talk about they Nick. Holy hand painters. Holy hand painters, that's that's the one, huh? That's the one. There you go. There you go. Well, are, are, is anybody here curious what it takes to run a massive operation like that? Have you thought about how you want to grow? What, what goals do you have? What, what are you trying to accomplish in your business? That's not a rhetorical. It's, you know, 
retirement, being able to retire someday. More free time, generational wealth. I want to patent some things. Patent something. Heck yeah. What's up? I'd rather be able to focus on working on the business instead of today. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. What other goals do we have? I mean, I want to make the workplace for my employees that I always wanted with good pay, good benefits, a cool boss. It's not just about production all the time. It's about doing things the right way. Yeah. That's what I want. I want to take care of people that work for me because then in turn they'll take care of me. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Well, if those are your desires, being in the PCA, you'll find yourself in good company. The average member of the PCA runs about a $1.8 million business. And when we get together, either in person or online, there's a Facebook group based off of the, uh, the podcast called the Paint Ed Group. We share. We share, share, share. How do you do this? How do you do that? We give business insights and tips. And you can call people and you can talk to them. You can, you can just stop feeling so lonely. Does anybody feel lonely in their business? My gosh, once in a while, I mean, it's, it's a lonely place to be. You can't, you can't really share all of your problems with your employees because, you know, if they really knew how <laughs> you felt, they, <laughs> they'd be going to Arizona Paint Company. <laughs> and uh, you probably can't even share it with your spouse because, you know, they'd be like, oh my gosh, are we going to lose the house? What's going on? You know? It's hard. It's hard. It's a lonely place, and I get it. And, and the PCA is really about a community of people who know what you're going through. They've been through it. They feel it. They got, they got through it. And that's the energy that I want to bring to you today. A couple things that they offer, the PCA, there are these online videos. They're painting training videos where you can train your team on the basics of production. You watch the video. Go practice it in the real world, give them some, some uh, tips and, and guide them, and, and now you have this built-in training system. Gentlemen, you, you mentioned health benefits. If you want access to group health insurance, there's a plan through the PCA that you can access and access group health benefits. Okay, makes it way more affordable to give your, uh, give your employees health care. Overdrive, number four here, this is where you'll find a lot of uh, the content that I produce. This is, this is kind of our like Netflix app, okay? There's, there's an app that you can download on your phone and there are 500 hours of business education specifically tailored to painting contractors. And, and that, you don't even have to be a full member to have it. You can, you can subscribe for like $5.99 a month. It's called PC Overdrive. Now, if you are a member, you'll get that included. You'll get access to those group uh, benefits and we hold the industry standards, okay? The industry standards are so important, not only for communicating your team the standard of quality and excellence that they need, but also for saving your butt in the, in the event that you have a homeowner who gets out her magnifying glass and the flashlight and gets, you know, on the floor and says, you've got a little, you know, you missed a spot right there, right? The industry standards tell you and they communicate to your customer what is the acceptable quality of a, of a painted job? What is acceptable? And if you put that little line, all standards set forth by the PCA in your contracts, when there's an issue on quality, you go back to that contract and you say, okay, this is the standard and this is the deal. And what that particular standard says is that you're going to identify, or you're going to look at the wall and observe it at a, at a distance of 39 inches or more under normal finished lighting at a regular viewing angle without magnification. <laughs> it gives our customers rules. And I bet you didn't know that, but your customers need rules. They need to know how to play the game with you, sir. Are you guys like legally bound like a like a registered contractors The PCA? Yeah. So PCA is an independent organization. It's just a trade association. And so when you become PCNA like That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's what we do. We set the standards, right? And I'm, I'm just a, uh, like I said, I, am a, I own my own independent paint contracting business, but I am a member of the PCA, and I fully endorse them. We have great events. This event, I am here because of the PCA and because of Sherwin. Sherwin found me through the PCA. We have, there's a list of PCA speakers. I happen to be one of them. You located here in Arizona? No, I live in Indiana. 
I do, yeah. Oh, wow. I traveled here. <laughs> <laughs> so now what's the name of your paint company then? Craftsman Painter. That's the name of our company. Okay, so if you would like to learn more about PCA, you can go to pcapainted.org and uh, grab that URL. I'll give you time to do that real quick. So the content that I'm going to give you today, the things that I'm going to talk about today, you like it and you're like, I, I, I liked it, but I didn't retain all of it. I have the video recorder version of this on YouTube on a playlist. It's completely free, and so you can revisit it. Uh, if there's anything that I missed in my presentation because I'm, I'm only human, rewatch it, okay? And there's some additional resources for you. Um, totally free. It's on YouTube on our Craftsman Painter channel. Okay, so getting back to the problems, right? The things, the reason that we're here today. Sometimes work can be a little bit of a grind, right? Being, being a paint contractor, uh, there's a lot of, lot of issues that you're dealing with. You're dealing with weather, you're dealing with employees, you're dealing with uh, picky customers. You know, sometimes you're, you're dealing with paint issues. And a very small issue has the ability to turn into something that can really get you spinning out, right? I, uh, I'll tell you what, um, I'm going to use an example of our good friends at Sherwin, okay? I love you guys, you know, but, but they're humans, right? And I, I'll, what I'll also say for anybody who's trying to be a, a, a branch mas manager later, like, listen up. Uh, I'd, a couple months ago, I ordered some paint online. I love that app. You know, I love that app. It's a great app. You know, I was ordering primer. It was Extreme Block. And they had an option for the water-based Extreme Block. And so I was like, that's what I want because I don't want to deal with oil. So I ordered it. I went to the store, and the manager said, oh, we've got that in stock. I was like, perfect. Grabbed the paint, went to the, the house brought it to my crew, and they started running it through the gun. Only it wasn't the water-based formula. It was the oil. And we got halfway through the project, and I, and I came by to just you know, say what's up and get some you know, social media images, which is about why, that's about why I go to job sites these days, just to get some pictures. And I go, what's that smell? <laughs> it was like, it's the primer. I'm like, yeah, it's just stinky stuff. And then I thought, oh no, oh no, 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 no. We just ran all that oil-based primer through that gun. And that tiny little mistake sent that job spiraling out of control. Because we had to switch all this stuff. The customer comes in, headaches because the smell and they're concerned that you know, it's never gonna go away. And, and now our dry time issues and, and there's like running paint because we were spraying it and it's oil and it never dry. Like it just compounded and this job just started spinning out of control. And that was me right here. This small little thing that happened and all of a sudden all this stuff happens and I'm the one spinning out of control. Has anybody felt that way before? <laughs> We gotta, we gotta fix that, right? We gotta fix that. We have to figure out a way to get our, our business in a place where we can find some sort of balance, right? I call it chi, that, that, that balance in our lives. And when it comes to running a business, there are really three things that you need. You need good processes, you need an operating system, you need good people, and you need the money to flow, right? Because here's the deal. If you have uh, good people and you have the money coming in, but you don't have good systems, how many hours a week are you working? Too many. Yeah. yeah, too many, too many. You're neglecting your family, you're missing games, your friends don't remember what you look like because you've aged 10 years and <laughs> <laughs> you haven't updated your Facebook profile pic. It's deceiving. If you have a good operating system, you got decent process in place, and you um, have good people, but your cash flow is always tight, well then you have no security, right? You feel no, no sense of security. You're not gonna be able to retire if that's what you're feeling, right? And your mind starts to do funny things when there's not enough money in the bank, doesn't it? Your mind really starts to do some funny things. 
You make stupid decisions when that happens. When you've got good, uh, let's see here, you've got, if you've got good operating systems and decent cash flow, so it's like you've got, you know, things are moving along, things are going good, uh, the cash seems to be good, but you don't have good people, what's happening is you're having to replace them all the time, you're not developing good relationships with those people, and all of your problems are people problems. And you, and you get into this space where you, you're trying to run away from your business. I, I have a lot of friends online where their whole mission in life and business is to build a business that they don't have to be in. So they can just go and, you know, on vacation all the time. Well, that's all great, but if you eat lobster every day, eventually it tastes like soap, right? I have a friend who, who built his business to a degree where three months out of the year from, you know, the winter time, he could go down to Mexico and just hang out and surf. And I remember talking to him, I said, man, that must be, that must be kind of awesome. Um, how are you doing? He goes, eh, it's okay. I, I think I'm ready to get back to work though. We want to build and design a business that works for us, that gives us fulfillment, that gives us purpose. And if we don't have good people, if we don't focus on finding people who can fit our culture and who, can, who, who we can develop and, and put ourselves into, if we don't do that, we will have no purpose in life. We'll live our whole lives and then it'll be over. And then what was our impact? Sold a few gallons of paint. It's not enough. So when things are going wrong, okay, think of that no security issue. Um, when, when fires are, you know, flaming up and everything is going crazy. What happens is we get into this thing called system one thinking. And system one thinking, it's, it's kind of that, um, that flight or flight response. You familiar with that? Mm-hmm. Where uh, your, your amygdala just kind of hijacks your brain and you get anxious and you're frantic and you're going all over the place, right? And, and you're trying to solve these problems and you're like, well, maybe I can do this and maybe I can do this and maybe I can do this. And what happens, you only get so far. You only get two feet far in front of you and then you change directions. And so where do you get? Nowhere. Nowhere. You don't get anywhere, Mm. right? But system two thinking, it's a little bit different, okay? It's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit slower. It's more rational, okay? If something happens to us in in our business and and it's, it's crazy, we take a deep breath, we slow it down, we start to problem solve, we sort through it, we go back to our systems, we rely on our people, and then we, and then we figure it out. Now the real story of that, that oil debacle, the oil primer debacle, I didn't actually start spinning out of control, okay? Because I have these systems in place. I was able to go to the job site, I said, it's gonna be okay. We're gonna manage it, we're gonna solve the problem, the customer's gonna be okay, and eventually we solve the problem, okay? Did we make all the money that we needed to on that job? No. Did we have some reserves to help us out? Yes, okay, and that was the key. Put us into a little bit of a pinch at front, but in the long run, it's gonna be all right. Sir. In your system two thinking, do you think that's system that you have in place or partly because of the person that you are? So system two thinking is, um, it's, it's about your ability to handle um, your reactions, right? Uh, triggers and things like this, okay? So, you know, our, our minds are developed and programmed in a certain way, like from, you know, our ancient ancestors, right? And so if we hear the blade of grass, tall grass kind of rustling, um, our ancient ancestors didn't know whether that was just the wind or a freaking tiger, right? And so you hear that little rustle and you're like, huh, that's system one thinking, right? You're ready to go. System two thinking is, is more about kind of having a, a rational approach to, okay, here's this problem. Is it, is it big? Is it urgent? How important is it? And it really just requires slowing down. I can't say that 
me as an individual that I'm more prone to system two thinking. I think I, ah, if, <laughs> see if that's your, you gotta change your ringtone, that's your life, man. <laughs> so, so I would say, I would say the words that I would use specifically is this is reaction and this is responsive, right? So think about it when you go to a doctor's office and they give you medicine and then if they were to say, hey, you're having a reaction to the medicine, that's bad, right? But when they say, hey, the, you're responding to the medicine, that's good. And so that's what this is about. We, wanna, we, we don't want to react to what's going on. We want to respond. And that requires us to slow down a little bit, get methodical, and follow a process, okay? The more that we do that, the more that we're able to focus, the further we're gonna be able to do, okay? It, it takes practice. Uh, sometimes it takes uh, eliminating some toxic people out of your life. <laughs> um, but a lot of it comes down to you as a person doing the personal work building yourself up as a leader, as a personal leader, and that takes practice. Um, it really does. I recommend breathing, mindfulness, drinking plenty of water, okay? What we wanna do is we wanna be able to move from this gear that ends up getting spun out of control because everything is affecting us, and we wanna be the one, we wanna be the big wheel. We wanna be the one making small turns, simple turns, getting the ball rolling, getting the machine working, so that instead of running out of control, it's running with speed and velocity, right? And that's what we're gonna talk about today. In our companies, in our business, it's really, it's really quite simple, okay? It's just a matter of getting the work and doing the work. Everything that you do in your business has to, it has to fit under one of these two things. It has to be an activity that's gonna get you more work, or it's gonna have to be an activity that allows you to do more work. Today we're gonna to talk about doing the work. And we're gonna do that through the system Sprint, Sprint OS. This is a system that I wrote about in, in this book over here. You can order it on, uh, online on Amazon. And this system is, it's really good. <laughs> I, I, I will not say that I, uh, I did not invent it, okay? I'm just, I'm just the guy that applied it to painting. Where it's most popular is in software development. Um, I, I actually spent some time in, in software. I was uh, the, the director of marketing sales at a company that was acquired, and I was also a chief marketing officer at another software company. And this is the system that we ran for producing uh, software. And there's a full, there's, there's just a full system for it. And I thought to myself, man, if this would work well in something that's as complex as writing code and software, I wonder if it would work, work for painting. And so I tried it. And it works really well, okay? So much so that I decided to write the book. And this is how it works. I'm just going to give you a quick run through, okay? This is, this is kind of a daily or a, a, a bi-weekly production system, okay? Step one is that we accumulate a backlog of work, okay? And we put them in work orders. Then we have a meeting with our whole team where we talk about the work orders that have to, be, have to get done in the next two weeks. And we call that two weeks a sprint. Every day, we're gonna have a 15-minute daily stand-up meeting where we communicate with our team. And then at the end of the sprint, the end of the two weeks, we're gonna review what happened, okay? And that's a moment for us to get feedback, to learn things, and then we'll have ended with some finished backlog, finished work, okay? That's the system. It's, I, could, I could end there, and if you took a picture of this and you just did that, you would, you would do so much better. But I'm gonna go into more detail. Let's first talk about the work orders, okay? If you want order in your life, you need better work orders, okay? It's kind of a boring thing, but they're very, very useful. The idea of the work order is to have a full scope of work listed out in writing, that will communicate the details of the job for your crew. They need a little, there needs a little bit of information. You know, you need the, the name of the job, 
um, you know, what you're going to refer to it. If your team is going to order paint, that's the, the name that they're going to put in the PO. Uh, a start and end date. How important do you think start and end dates are for your crew? <laughs> Extremely important. If you don't have an end date, when does it end? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Keeps going, right? Start and end date, so important. The address, by the way, I recommend putting this in some type of a, a software system. You can use Google Calendar. Um, Google Calendar actually works really, really well for this. Um, there's another system that I'll tell you about in a moment that, that also works well. Um, you need to have that email, that contact information, who they need to, who your crew need, who your crew leader needs to talk to, in the event of, uh, you know, an issue, or just to give your customer daily updates. By the way, when we do our daily stand-up, the customer also gets daily updates. Um, the work order itself needs to be contained in this. So, what is the scope of work? What is getting done? Uh, you know, is it walls? Is it trim? You know, all these things. We need to have some type of measure of quantifying how much work there is. How many, how many units of production are there, okay? Uh, and this, I think, is gonna save you guys some instant time. A video walkthrough link. Does anybody take videos of the project before you do the job? Good, smart, okay? So what I do, as I take the video of the work, so I'll, if I sell the job, I'll say, hey, Mr. Customer, uh, you, know, thanks for, uh, you know, thanks for choosing us. I'd like to come and collect the, the down payment. Also, while I'm there, I'm going to record a video of the scope of work for my crew to have. Is that all right? Yes. Okay, I go through, I take my phone, I, I record, I, I, I do a little profit engineering, so if there are areas where I'm like, hey, up here we can save a little bit of time, down here, we really need to focus on this. Identify repair work. You know, I really just spell it out for them. This, this is how we're gonna do the job, and I do it in the video. It takes me less than five minutes to do it. What does that allow me to do? Well, if I put it in that calendar invite as a link, now my crew can watch the video whenever they want to and be prepared before they get to the job. How does that save me on time? Anybody? I don't have, that's right, that's right. And I don't have to go start the job with them. Because at some point I can't be in multiple places at once, right? And if I want to build more crews and every job has to get started by the person who sold it, you're not going to be able to scale that way, all right? So having a little bit of a video walkthrough that really explains what's going on is going to, it's going to show them so many things, right? Uh, you go in, it's a vaulted entry. Well, here's a vaulted entry. What does that tell them? What ladders to bring, right? We want to we make it visual, easy for our people. So what you're going to do is you're going to hold that whoever's selling the jobs in your, in your company, they are responsible for maintaining the backlog of work, okay? Uh, what that means is that they are also responsible for letting the customer know that we haven't forgot about them. And so that salesperson, whether it's you or somebody else, you're gonna make them responsible for sending bi-weekly updates. And like I mentioned, we're kind of in a, we're in a bi-weekly cadence, so we have these meetings every two weeks, and so we're getting updates on, on those jobs. Is this system gonna prevent jobs from going over forever? No, no, that's, it's, you know, that's impossible. Things happen, right? There are things that are just completely out of our control. But with that bi-weekly cadence, we can make adjustments and then the salesperson can go back to their backlog and of all those, of the wait list, the customers that are waiting, and send them a quick email. Hey, here's a status update. Uh, just wanna let you know we're right on track and we still plan on being there the, the first part of, uh, of June or May or whenever it is, right? Or if you have a little bit of a setback, hey, just want to let you know uh, we, we had a little, you know, a little hiccup on the job that we're on. We want to make sure that we're giving the current customer the, the, the right amount of attention just like we would you. And so our production has been set back just a couple days. The new estimated time is going to be the second week of June. Okay? You send out those bi-weekly updates, 
it, and it's a cadence and your customers will know to expect it, they'll appreciate it, and they will not panic when they don't hear from you. How many times have you gotten in the middle of, of summer and you've got four or five customers saying, where the heck are you? You shouldn't have to deal with that. But you have to be preemptive about it. You have to be the one to dictate that, yes. Is, is, you said this is an app, right? Or is this a, this a book? So this system is in a book that I wrote, but... How do I find it online? Amazon. Just oh, my name. I'll... I'll I'll help you out. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let me help you out. That. Outside of a book, how do I get this on my computer or use it? it? You don't have to use a computer. It's not. A, there's not a software. There's software that can help you facilitate this. But this is just a system that you implement. Okay. okay. So, so I'm having I'm having meeting. You could do this on paper, right? I could I could have I could print out a sheet of paper. That's a work order that says when the job's gonna be, where it's at, all that stuff. I could put that and I could put it in a folder, a printed physical folder and say, here guys, here are the work orders for the next two weeks. I could do it on paper if I wanted to. What's helpful is a little bit of technology. So if you, who here has a Gmail account? Does anybody have a Gmail account? He uses Gmail, a lot of people use Gmail. Who here has Outlook? Anybody use an Outlook? Okay. So on either of those systems, they have calendars, right? And so on your calendar, you can create an event, and that will be the job, and you can put all of the details of the job in that calendar, okay? And if you are using paper systems for, for work orders or estimates, you can add those as a PDF attachment to the calendar invitation, okay? Now, if you do want to digitize it a little bit more, what I do recommend is a company called Estimate Rocket. Has anybody heard of Rec Estimate Rocket or is using Estimate Rocket? Okay, Estimate Rocket is a really fantastic software. Um, how, what it does, it's, it's kind of a combination of work order management and uh, estimating software. And so you're able to put in your uh, production rates, you're able to put in prices for how much stuff is gonna cost, and you can deliver it to the customer uh, electronically. It, it saves a lot of time, and, and it works really well. Um, this system, you can do this system and use Estimate Rocket to facilitate it. But like I said, I wanted to make sure that I was giving you guys something that you can use without it costing you any money, right? Like you should be able to, you know, you don't even have to buy my book, okay? Like if you do no more than write good notes and then go to my YouTube channel and rewatch the video, you will be able to implement this system to your team. All right, so, so now you've gotten your work orders in place, right? You've put them in a backlog and you've got them all nice and organized. They're on your calendar or heck, they're, on a, they're just in a folder with the sheets and everything, okay? Now what we wanna do is we wanna schedule the upcoming sprint in a sprint planning meeting. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna have a meeting with your key people and with all of your team and you're gonna take you're gonna take your business at bite-sized chunks, okay? Let's just look at the next two weeks. Let's look at the jobs that need to be done and figure out the plan of action. What we're going to do is we're gonna schedule this week according to the revenue, okay? Schedule the revenue. If you're, if you're writing notes, write that down. Schedule the revenue. The reason that we schedule the revenue is because we need to know how much money we are going to earn on our bi-weekly paycheck. Bringing it back to your personal finances. How much do you need, how much does your family need to pay your bills, to save for the future, and to go on vacation sometimes, right? How much do you need on a bi-weekly basis? And we're gonna work backwards from there and say, okay, if I need, uh, you know, let's say it's, I don't know, $3,000 every two weeks, okay? I need $3,000, so that means that I need to spin off at least $3,000 in cash flow in order for me to pay myself. And if my costs of, of doing business are, you know, I don't know, 75% of it, then 
do you know do the math? Okay, I need to I need to produce twelve thousand dollars in the next two weeks in order for me to take home three thousand dollars, right? So you schedule the revenue. Is that clear? Does that make sense? Pretty easy, okay? To say it. <laughs> so you just say. So you're gonna provide those, those jobs to your, to your crew, and you're gonna give them the work orders, and you can print them out, or you can uh, give them PDF, but they just need some type of, uh, they just need some type of a folder, whether it's real or digital, they just need a folder full of the work orders that they need to do. And your jobs are gonna be, some of them are gonna be big, some of them are gonna be small, and you know, some of those jobs are gonna be two-week jobs. But sometimes they're gonna have you know, three jobs within a sprint. Give them all the jobs to fill up their full schedule. What does that do for them? It gives them a little bit of stability, right? They know where they're gonna be at work the next day. They know where they're gonna show up. Sir? Why do you do every two weeks? Why do I do every two weeks? Primarily because it coincides with payroll, okay? So if, they, if they're able to produce jobs and finish them and get that paycheck, then a week after the sprint ends, I'm gonna run payroll. So I've collected all the money. That actually gives me a little extra time for those late payers. And then I have enough money in the bank to make payroll. Kind of helps with the, the squeeze, you know, I'm sure. You've, you've been there where you're just like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Guys got to get paid tomorrow. Customer, please pay. <laughs> so like I said, at that planning meeting, you're going to plan out the revenue, schedule the revenue, hand those work orders out to your crew, and then send those updates to the customer. Because if things shift, and, and they always do, you know, then your customer needs that update. You want to be preemptive in your communication with the customer, not uh, reactive. So let's, I'm gonna give you a little crash course on this thing called production points, okay? And if any of you, um, after this crash course, if you're interested in what, what the heck all this, you know, this means, I actually prepared a little bit of workbook. This is an estimate, um, estimating workbook for value-based estimating. They're not free, bud. <laughs> <laughs> No, they're actually quite cheap. I'm, I'm making them $10 for this event. Uh, and, and so you should, you know, if you're interested, come up after and you, you can Venmo me. But I'm going to give you a, a little bit of a crash course on this, okay? Do we get a picture with that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a picture with that? <laughs> you can get a picture. <laughs> All right. So production points, okay? Production points. Um, how many of you, when you communicate your jobs to your employees, you say there are you know, X number of hours in this job. A couple of you do that? Um, why would you do that? I said that so critically. Why, why would you do that? Just to make the cost of labor? Yeah. Yeah, sure. What did, what did you say, sir? To estimate the cost of labor? To estimate the cost of labor, right? So, so the idea here is that you say, okay, there are... Um, a uh, hundred hours in this job, and there are you know two of you, and so um, this job should take X amount of time, right? Well, that's that's a really great idea, right? And and it's almost there. It's almost there, right? Because the idea is like um, if you were to say, uh, let's take a let's take a room like a regular bedroom, right? And um, you say, okay. Uh, you should be able to paint the walls in that room in about four hours. I put four hours in the job because I took my labor rate, which is, I don't know what labor rates are in this market, probably somewhere between, I don't know, 40 and $60 an hour. I don't know what it is, but you know, maybe more than that, 70, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but what you're basically going to do is you're going to say, okay, it's four hours times $50. That means it's $200 to paint these walls, right? That's kind of the basic idea of how that works. Well, the problem is four hours for who? Which guy? Which guy are you sending in that room? Because if it's your best guy, then four hours is probably, probably fine. If it's you, four hours is probably fine. But if it's the new guy, they're not going to come close. It's going to take them all day, right? 
And so the whole idea of, of production rates and, and using hours and, and bids is actually kind of broken, okay? And so, so what, what we do instead is we use these things called production, or, uh, production points. And the idea is that we're going to take an entire, um, you know, the entire scope of, of the job and we're going to convert it into a unit of production that we call a point, right? Normally, we, have, we measure in units, right? You, you measure the walls, you're measuring in what? Square feet, right? If you're measuring the baseboard, what are you measuring in? Linear feet. Linear feet. If you're measuring doors, what are you measuring in? Number of doors, right? So there's like three different units of measurement. And if I were to try to communicate, well, okay, uh, apprentice, um, you should be, because you're new and I want you to, you know, take your time and, and do a good job and make sure the quality is there, you can produce 50 square feet in an hour. Whereas my, uh, you know, experienced craftsman, you can produce 100 square feet an hour. Well, when they get to the job, they're not going to understand, they're not going to know how to do that. So what we do is we just try to convert everything into a point system, and we give the room a certain number of points, right? And so if I was in this room, and I was, uh, let's pretend there's not wallpaper here, oh my gosh, um, <laughs> and we're painting it, right? Then I might say, um, you know, this room has... Uh, 55 points, right? And those are units of production, 55 points. And so the point is equal to 30 to 60 minutes worth of work. 60 minutes if you're an apprentice, because I want you to take your time so you can do a better job. We're going to get the speed up as you learn, and we're going to pay you more as you increase in speed. But if it's a fast guy, I need you to get it done in 30 minutes and maintain that quality level. And so one point is worth 30 to 60 minutes worth of, of uh, labor, okay? And you do that for everything, right? You've got your ceilings, you've got your windows, you've got your door frames, right? And so if I, if I were going to give this room 55 points for painting it, and then I've got two doors up there with frames, then I'm going to give those one, two, three, four. I'll probably, probably give it six because there's a little bit of complexity. And then if I were looking at the ceiling, it's a drop ceiling, so we're not painting it. Uh, but there's all this like other going on. Uh, <laughs> so I got to add, I got to add more time to that, right? How long, how long are my crew members going to take to do all this inter, interweaving and tangling stuff? You know, that's kind of what I'm doing here. And so you build up how many points are in this job. And I think that, you know, let's just say that I did this whole room and it's about 70 points, right? And then I'm going to tell my crew, okay, there are 70 points in this job. And, you know, uh, Tim over here, he could do, you know, I need better math. I'll do 80 points for this room. We're gonna, let's say that Tim over here, I know that he could do 11 points in, a, in an hour or in a day. And then we've got John over here, and I know he could do nine points in a day. So together, they can do 20 points in a day. So, and if this is 80 points, how many days should this job take? Four. Four days, right? Pretty clever. I don't say so myself. So if they can do 20 points in a day in the course of two weeks, how many points should they be able to produce? 200 points, right? And so then if, if I have a dollar value, let's say my dollar value is $40 a point, then how many, how much dollars, how many dollars would this crew be able to produce? What was it? Uh, $8,000, $40 times 200, right? $8,000, right? So I can take this crew of two, give them enough work orders to produce 200 points, and then I know that they're going to produce $8,000. Now I can schedule my revenue. Now I can be in control, right? Now I, can, I, I don't have to feel that squeeze because I'm doing the math. I'm getting smart about my business, putting in systems. This is fun. <laughs> Points. <laughs> right? Yeah, start selling books. <laughs> All right. So, so here we go. We'll break it down. There you have mathematically 40 points, um, uh, $40 per point, 20 points per day. 
you're gonna, that crew is gonna be able to produce $800 a day if that's how you're doing it, $8,000 a sprint, or that crew is responsible for producing $200,000 a year. You wanna make more than that? Start adding crew. Add another crew. Now you got 416,000. Add, an, add another two crews. You got over 900,000, right? You can use that as a path to plan to a million, yes. This, yes, this is an example, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, but yes, yeah, yeah, that's the formula, that's the formula. So, is, do you got that on, on YouTube, on your master classes on YouTube? Yes, ma'am, right. it is on YouTube. And on Facebook, because I had you, I, I just requested you as a friend request on Facebook, so I can find all your... I'll add you. You'll, <laughs> is it on Facebook? It's, it's on, well, it's, I'm on Facebook, but the course is all on YouTube. The class is on YouTube, okay? I'll, I'll get, you'll get another link. Don't worry. Okay. Okay? Now, let's talk about the daily stand-up meeting. Okay, this daily meeting. This is a meeting that you can do from anywhere you are in the country. Okay? If I wasn't, uh, let's see, so I'm in Indiana. What time is it right now? Three or four, four o'clock there? It's 3.56. Okay. Our daily stand-up meeting is happening in about 20 minutes. If I wasn't presenting to you, I could be there right now. Why? Because I have a phone. We do our daily stand-ups via Google Meet. We video conference in wherever they are, whatever jobs they're on. And we've got about three locations. So I've got people in, so there's our location in Indiana, but we also have a location in Louisville and in uh, St. Louis. And so my people are able to tune in at 4.15 every day and give an accounting of what got done. We ask three questions. Question one, what got done? Question two, what are you doing tomorrow? Question three, what blockers stand in your way? That's, that's it. We're all giving that same accounting. Everybody, me, the CEO of the company, down to our newest apprentice, we're all giving accounting of what got done, what's getting done tomorrow, and what blockers are in their way. Common blockers, hold on just a second, common blockers, usually paint, usually paint related. Ran out of paint, ran out of supplies, right? That's where I go to the app, oh, the app. Order my paint, it's ready to go by the morning, my crew can swing by and pick it up, or I can, you know, get it, get it sent for delivery, right? Let me tell you why you want to, the reason why I put it at night and at, at like 4.15 is because it gives us time to do that exactly, right? I did, a, I did a little bit of a study a few years ago to figure out how much time was being spent on random stores to the paint store, or random trips to the paint store. I found out that we were spending about $350 a month on payroll on random trips to the paint store. And I went through, because you know, the invoices have timestamps on them. And I said, okay, what time of day did you go buy this single tray liner? 10.15, why? <laughs> what, what, is that? what happens, right? They, they get to the job site, they work for about an hour, and they say, shoot, I'm out, out of tray liners. Guess I'll go to the store. Mm. And they drive all the way across town, pick up the one stupid tray liner, drive all the way back, and they blew up their whole morning, right? No productivity. So we, we, do this, we do this at the end of the day to make sure that they have everything they need for the following day, all right? Pick, yeah, exactly, avoid the trips. Get it ordered for them before so that they can go in and just pick it up rather than go in and wait in line. You know, you go on Google, you can actually see busy store times online. Let me tell you the time not to go to Sherwin-Williams, it's the morning. <laughs> you know, get that stuff taken care of, right? Go in, go out. So then we have a uh, review meeting, okay, at the end of the two weeks. And we do our sprint planning and review the same day. It's usually a Thursday morning, okay? Um, ours was last week, Thursday. So we're in the middle of our sprint next Thursday, not what is today? Thursday. Oh, today is Thursday. Yeah, so we're, we did not have our sprint meeting today. We will have it next week. Now, if this, if this event was on our sprint meeting, I would have turned it down. 
I'd have said no, because I have to be at that meeting. It's every two weeks, which is nice, because if I want to go on vacation, then I have, I've had that planning meeting, everybody has their work orders, everybody knows what they need to do, and then I can leave. And I don't have to be back for two weeks, right? I can go, everybody has what they need, they, they know what to do. If, I want, if I'm on vacation, I want to tune into those daily stand-up meetings, I can, but our people should be able to handle it. I mean, it's just two weeks, come on, po- folks. So at the end of that sprint, we have a, a, a review meeting where we're going to get feedback on those jobs. And everybody is a first-class citizen at these jobs, okay, at these meetings. My apprentice, if they have ideas, bring them to the table. You're valued. You're heard. I want to know. I want to know where we're blind. You're coming in new. If there's somebody uh, who we picked up from another company, I'm not turning my ears off saying, now that's not how, I don't care how you did it at the other company. That's how we did it here. That's the dumbest thing that you can do. Because you've, you've, got, you've got espionage. You get a, you've got an insight into what the other companies are doing. Right? Don't be dumb. <laughs> Just like ask them. Just ask them. Well, what, did, what did you guys do? You know, pick up those little tricks. You'll, you know, if you, if you can absorb what those people are doing, then you can leapfrog them. Right? We want to have that two-way feedback two-way feedback, and we also want to be accountable. We're accountable to those jobs getting finished. Did you finish the points? Did you get enough points? Did you work the hours, right? How, what, what did the customer, what did the customer say? Can I go to that customer and ask for a review? You know, sometimes you're like, mm, you better not. <laughs> All right, we'll skip Miss Baker. But uh, for the most part, it's, it's usually, yeah, I think we'll get a good review out of out of uh, Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Allen, right? Then we want to have a, a little session, an open session, where, where we go through a start, stop, continue. What are, the, what are we not doing that we should start doing? What have we been doing that we need to stop doing? And what are we doing that we should keep doing, that we should continue doing? The beautiful thing about having this on a bi-weekly cadence, every single two weeks you are doing this, little by little, your business is going to improve incrementally. If, you're, if your uh, estimates are inaccurate, okay, and you're, and you're getting into a situation where you lost your shirt on a job because you didn't bid it right, ask your team, where did I go wrong? Where do I need to, how do I, how do I get it better? How do I get it more accurate? How much time did that window actually take to paint, right? Then you adjust your estimate for the future. Little by little, you get more accurate, more accurate, more accurate, and it gets super dialed in, okay? Review meeting's super critical. So once you've finished those jobs at the end of the two weeks, now you've got finished backlog. So go send those, uh, those invoices, all right? Collect the money. And like I mentioned earlier, the reason that we do it every two weeks, because at the end of that sprint, I'm going to run payroll, but I'm not going to run it until the following uh, Friday, okay? You guys know that you could do that. You can, you can put your payroll out further, about a week. If you've ever had a job where you started the job and, and they were like, oh yeah, you kind of started in that weird point where you're gonna work for three weeks and then get your check, that's what they're doing, okay? That's, that's what most companies do. They're, they're running, you clock your hours they run it, that gives them time to collect the money, and then their check comes the following Friday. Yes, sir? What's your payment structure look like with a customer? Do you standard 50-50 like everybody else, or do you like a 40-30-30 progress payment in there? How do you um, what, what we're doing right now, and I've, I've experimented with different things, but what we're doing right now is we're doing 50 up front for labor, and we're doing a paint credit um, up front and then we do the remaining 50% after. The reason that I do a paint credit is because what I found is that it's just, you know, it's just really hard to get accurate numbers on paint. 
Sometimes I, you know, sometimes I overbid, sometimes I underbid. And a lot of that has to do with the, the substrate that it's going on, um, the sheen that they're choosing, the particular product that they're using, the naps that the, the guys end up using. Um, there's a lot of factors that, that play into how thick that millage is going to be and how much that paint is actually going to get absorbed. And so I started just giving the customers a range. Hey, this is going to take 10 to 12 gallons. I'm going to purchase 10 gallons first and see how that goes. And if we need to buy more paint, then I'll come and tell you and, and we'll get more paint. Um, but if I don't need 10 gallons, then I'm going to refund your final bill. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I, I've, I've been in situations where I've had to buy extra paint that I didn't charge for, and I've been in situations where I've charged people for paint that I didn't actually purchase. I don't feel good about either of those. So, so, I, so I do it that way. I give them a paint credit, we purchase against the credit, and then on the final bill, I adjust as necessary. Um, okay. Is that in the book? I think that is in the book. It might, it's, if, if it's not in the sprint, it's in that pamphlet, or the, the workbook. It's, in, it's definitely in the workbook. And it's in the videos, too. Oh, yeah, there's a whole presentation, uh, uh, what is it, presentation and, and proposal delivery video. Solid gold, you guys, solid gold. Can't believe I'm giving it away for free. That's, my, that's the, me being salesy. Um, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so once, once you know that those jobs are, are good, go ahead and collect those reviews. Um, you know, reach out to the customer, send them a link to your Google um, review uh, profile, your business profile. And if you are using that point system, you can post the scores. You know, we do a little job scores. This is how many points this person has produced up to, up to this year. You know, make it a make it a game. You know, do a little leaderboard. You know, Jose is has uh, he's produced a thousand points this year, right? And and he's ahead by fifty points. You know, Steve is neck and neck. Okay. Steve is not going to catch Jose. But what was it? By giving back to the community. I'm curious. What do, we, what do we do? Yeah, uh, prob probably another topic, but um, you know, I uh, on a personal level, you know, I mean, I've I've volunteered a lot. You know, I used to. I don't do this right now because I mean, I got a little baby, but you know, I used to coach youth basketball for a long time and no, football. No, I'm talking about as far as like um, with the business aspect. Like, you know, oh yeah. Well, you know, one thing that we've done. Sure, sure, sure. So one thing that we've done, and, and, and this is a you know, nod back to the PCA, in October, it's the uh, Paint It Forward month, I think. And that just, just got established. And so what you, what you do if you want to get involved with the Paint It Forward is you pick um, you know, some type of uh, a, a good cause. Maybe it's a nonprofit. Uh, maybe it's um, uh, you know, somebody who, whose home needs a, a little bit of make, makeover. Um, I did a, a Make-A-Wish project one time. There was a kid who was, who was on the Make-A-Wish Foundation list, and he just wanted a room makeover, so, so we painted the room. Um, Sherwin-Williams donated the paint. Um, there was a, one year there was a, uh, uh, a second-hand clothing store for um, women that they focused on professional business attire at a, at a, a low cost, so women getting back into the workforce that um, need... Uh, yeah, they just need professional clothes. So uh, what I did there is that I coordinated with, the went with one of the local Boy Scout troops who needed to fill their painting merit badge. There's really a painting merit badge. And so I brought them out, and we painted this uh, little nonprofit uh, boutique. And we got in the paper. Again, I, I, it was either on that project, I can't remember if it was Sherwin or, or Benjamin Moore that supplied the paint. Um, it was one of them. But... Uh, uh, yeah, it was it was a great way to get um, to do something good first, and then to get a little bit of exposure. Yeah, that's what I wanted to know. Did it, did it, so it basically helped your business a little bit. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I if I'm going to do something like that, it's not for the exposure, because um, because okay. it's just I don't know. Then it becomes like this. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like you're just kind of trying to I don't know. But do I do, you know, is there, if there's an opportunity to, to get in the paper, will I take it? Sure, yeah, you know, of course. But, but the, the yeah. I'll, I'll tell you another example um, where I didn't really get anything from it. There's a, I don't know if you guys have Girls Inc. here. 
you guys have Girls Inc. It's like Boys and Girls Club, but just for girls. Um, and and we painted their center one time. Didn't didn't really get any attention for it, and that's and that's totally fine. You know, it was, it was just something good to do. All right, they answer your question. Yeah, you did. I just was asking because I was thinking like, like uh, giving back. My husband's a retired firefighter, so I wanted to paint the firefighters' homes exterior or interior at a discounted rate. So I was just asking, trying to see. Yeah, yeah, you could always do that. Um, you know, offer little discounts for you know service workers, veterans, um, elderly. You yeah. could, you could definitely do that. Yeah. Um, I just got one thing to add to that real quick. Yeah. If you're gonna give discounts to first responders, make sure you define who first responders are because I took first responders discount and then I had some girl who was a nurse who was like, well, I'm <laughs> now because of COVID, and it's like, no, it's. Law enforcement, firefighters, military. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Clearly define it. And and the other piece of this is, if you're going to get into discounting your work, you better know your numbers, because often we discount, and we're already at a discount. Our regular price is a discount, <laughs> and if you discount on top of your already low budget jobs that you're out there producing, you're not going to you're not going to be able to make money. So that's not like an everyday thing. That would be like. Sure. Let me let me be let me be more explicit. Uh, one time I was I was coaching a guy and he was he was struggling in his business as many do, and I said, okay, well tell me how much are you charging per hour? And he said, well we're charging about thirty five dollars per hour, and I said, charge forty five dollars per hour and that will solve all of your problems. And he did. And it solved his problems. Okay, <laughs> and he didn't see any any drop in sales. All right. A lot of times we go out there and we don't know our numbers, and we're 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 comparing it to other people, other bids. You know, we get the feedback. Hey, hey, Mrs. Johnson, why'd you go with the other co- why why'd you go with the other company? Well, they were a thousand dollars cheaper than you were. Shoot. Okay. And then you go out and you charge a thousand dollars less. All right. Mm. Don't do that. Don't do that. All right, you think they're gonna make it very long in this industry, charge it, they're gonna drop out. They're gonna give up. They're gonna say there's not enough money here. All right, just charge what you need and, and move on. You get a job that doesn't close, move on, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you have to charge enough money so that your guys have enough time to do a good job. And you're, you need to communicate that to your customers. You know, hey, I, I know that we're more expensive, but here's the deal. I charge that way because I need to put enough time in the job for my crew to take their time. I cannot, for the life of me, figure out how to fit a high-quality job into a low price. I just can't figure it out. And they'll get burned. And they'll get burned. Because when, whenever you charge a low price, and, I, and we've all been there, whenever you charge a low price, and that, and that payroll keeps going up and up and up and the profits here and it keeps going up and up and up what do you do system one thinking system one thinking you start making stupid decisions you start cutting things you start swapping out materials and and you know you're not providing them a good service if you're not charging a lot of money right you can't do that sir I mean, if you look at iPhone and Apple and all these other companies, they don't waver on the price. I mean, if, uh, iPhone's eleven hundred dollars. You're going to spend eleven hundred dollars on that iPhone. You know what I mean? It's because they truly believe in that product and they know what it does for their customers. So I think it's the same thing with your your biz and things like that. If you're an expert in cabinets and you stand by, you know, using Emerald, they're not going to stop using Emerald because the customer wants to save some money. They're going to let that customer know why you use the Emerald and why that product is, you know, the best thing out there on the market. So I think it's you being confident in yourself and the products is going to help it, uh, win that customer over or that job. Absolutely. I had a I had a conversation with a with a, a person who didn't go with me. Uh, that was that was fun. He came to me and he said, "Torlando, a couple a year ago you gave me a bid on painting my cabinets, 
and uh, you were about $900 more than the competition. And I have regretted that decision every single day. Every day I go to my, my cabinets and I regret that decision. He said, I was looking for a deal and I should have been looking for an investment. So I wrote that down, I put it in my follow-up email campaign, and I send it to every one of my customers. <laughs> All right, so that's the system. That's Sprint, okay? Uh, you get your Sprint backlog, your planning meeting, your two-week Sprint, your Sprint review, your finished backlog. We're not done, though, today. All right? Like I said, I'm trying to get you guys to be this, the big wheel and not the little one. And so in order to get to that level, we got to start talking about our team and building our team. Real quick, if you want to learn that full system in depth, okay, here's the link to the book on Amazon. Uh, if you can't, for whatever reason, get that QR code, you could just go to Amazon. That's a different QR code. I got a lot of QR codes, all right, <laughs> full of them. Uh, if you just go to Amazon and type in my name, Torlando, and the word Sprint, it will uh, show up because, you know, who's named Torlando. All right, there is the show. That was part one. That was part one. That, folks, that's how I roll when I'm live. And if you are uh, looking for, if you want to vent in your area like this, uh, go ahead and contact Marsha Bass down at the PCA. So she can she can help hook you up. There are I would also talk to your Sherman Williams reps because they're they're organizing a lot of the events. But you can also form a gathering of painters in your area. Have you ever thought about doing that? Maybe you've heard about these in our uh, Paint Ed group on Facebook. Maybe you've heard about the different painter gathering groups, PCA gathering groups. Uh, form one in your area and uh, have me come out to speak. I got a couple different topics. Um, in part two, I will be talking about building your crew. And for so many folks out there, finding people that will stick around is so hard. And uh, I got to tell you that the thing that attracts and retains good talent, it's probably not what you think. So stay tuned for part two. Thank you for listening to Paint Ed. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.